0: This week's edition of Pitmaster, an OBS podcast. This week, Luke sits down with Brian Dwyer from the Barbecue Bus. These guys have been tearing up the competition trail these past few years, particularly in brisket. Learn about their brisket box and a lot of other fun tips and good advice. So please join me in welcoming Luke and Brian Dwyer from the Barbecue Bus. And while you're enjoying this podcast, please share it out on your social media and also be sure to like the podcast on the service of your choice. Every little bit helps. We thank you so much. All righty. We are here today on the Pitmaster Podcast with Brian from the Barbecue Bus. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm good, Luke. How are you? It's uh, nice to talk to you.
0: Yes, it's nice to talk to you too. And it's uh, it's pretty weird how our paths I think probably have crossed several times, but we never really met until this year at the store in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Right. Yeah, no, yeah.
1: No, and I remember the first time I ever met you is you were in Westmont, and you kicked everybody's butt, and I was like, who in the hell is coming here from Virginia, kicking all of our butts?
0: You know? Oh, that's right. We did meet there, didn't we?
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know if we met there, but Scotty, uh, I know you GC'd. I'm pretty sure you GC'd that day. So, or one of the days.
0: So. Yeah, I GC'd one and RGC'd the other. Uh,
1: yeah. So, <laughs> I, was, I was like, man, I got to know who this guy is. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that trip will always be one of our favorite trips just because it was one of the first times that we came out and cooked out that way in the Chicagoland area. And that's when we kind of realized that we wanted to get out there and travel when doing a lot of barbecue stuff, that's what really, that was one of the things that really pushed us was that first trip.
1: It's a great comp. comp. I just kind of, unfortunately kind of went away. Um, Hopefully maybe next year though, they'll bring it, they'll resurrect it.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, the barbecue, the whole barbecue world has been kind of in flux with COVID and all of that stuff. So, yeah, well, it's good to talk to you, man. It's also good to follow you and uh, all your guys' exploits and uh, where you're going and chasing brisket points again, huh?
1: Yeah, Brendan and I, um, we set our goal to, you know, really get brisket uh, again this year. Uh, last year, we had first for, like, we drove all the way out to West, I think it was Virginia for
0: um, yeah, the zombie, yeah.
1: zombie camp. Yeah, so we all we needed was a sixth place to take first, which we got the first day and we jumped Brad and we were first for like 15 seconds and then Reuters jumped us to first. So, <laughs> second day we had to get third, second day we had to get a third and we got a sixth again. So that didn't happen. So, um, so yeah, so now we're sitting second with 18, you know, uh, Brad's just having a fantastic year. Uh, and, You know, I was at the Royal Oak last weekend and then he pops a 180 first place brisket. I was like, you know, (laughs) just just can't cut me any slack. So, so, uh, so we're going to head to Missouri, do a double this weekend and uh, see if we can, see if we can take it. So,
0: right on, right on. I, I wish, I wish I could cook this weekend. Unfortunately, I have to work. I'm not that high up in anything, but I'm twenty fifth overall, twenty-fifth in chicken and twenty-fifth in brisket. I'd kinda like to stay there, but I don't anticipate that happening.
1: <laughs> well, if you keep popping seven hundreds like you did last weekend, that it wouldn't be it wouldn't be too hard.
0: <laughs> you know, that it's there was fifteen teams and seven of them got a seven hundred. I just I still <laughs> laugh about it. It is uh it but was hey. fun to
1: watch though. It was definitely fun to watch.
0: Yeah, and we uh, us people here on the East Coast, we don't see too many 700s, So I am definitely not complaining, and I'll definitely take it. So
1: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>
0: so cool, man. Well, let's jump into some of these podcast questions. I am uh, I am definitely interested in learning a lot more about you guys and the barbecue bus. So what do you? What has been the most surprising thing to come out of competition barbecue for you guys?
1: Oh, man. Um, I'd probably say my Brendan and I's relationship, you know, we've kind of grown a little bit closer because of the barbecue. So I think um, as a father's standpoint, being able to do that with his son, you know, if anybody knows Brendan and I, we have a love-hate relationship. So, but overall, I think, you know, we've become, our bond has become a lot stronger uh, because of barbecue and because we're able to cook together,
0: that's pretty cool. I uh, I got to cook with my dad, albeit it was only once. And uh, he came down to Lakeland and spent most of his time walking around looking at girls. But he uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was trying to see gauge whether he wanted to be a part of it moving forward, and I didn't really get that. <laughs> so. Right. Uh, no, that's pretty cool, and and you guys have a a really neat mentor that comes along with you guys as well.
1: Yeah, Scott. I mean, honestly, Scotty and uh, anybody who knows knows us and is around the bus, Scotty Scotty's a fixture. Scotty Johnson from Cancer Suck Chicago is a fixture with us. He's been a a huge mentor to us. I mean, he literally lives ten minutes from us, so um, it just happened to be a natural fit. Like he kind of talked to us in Westmont. We just hit it off and uh, man, we've been friends ever since. So, so yeah, he's, he's been pretty influential in, in, in our whole uh, barbecue uh, journey so far. So, which we're very lucky to have, you know, and I don't, and I don't really understand it. Like sometimes, and maybe we'd get into this later, but you know, a lot of young teams are afraid to talk to guys. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, there's Scotty Johnson, there's Darren, there's you know, you. You know, we were actually intimidated to go even talk to you. You know, just and to find out like they're just down to earth and willing to help you is is pretty amazing.
0: So Yeah, most Barbie and thank you, I'm flattered, but I I definitely don't want to be that way. I want to be as approachable as possible. Uh you know, but it, it's a lot of fun and and most people, yeah, they are approachable and they're definitely willing to give advice and and such like that. And that's what makes barbecue great. Um, how has your career and life experiences outside of barbecue prepared you to be a pitmaster on the competition trail?
1: So I've owned and operated um, my business. It's a sheet metal contractor heat conditioning company for the last 38 years. Probably my attention to detail, you know my craftsmanship as far as and my pride in the craft um, has 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 led me to be that way in barbecue clean um make everything clean good presentation like you know when i'm done with a job like i want it to look pristine like i want someone to drive by or go in their basement and be like wow like who did that you know and that's kind of how the approach i take when i trim my meat and i do my boxes so uh, i think that that is was just a natural um for me to cross over into
0: the attention to detail is something that i didn't really have in my life until i started doing barbecue you know i was more of a big idea guy and figure you know figure out stuff but let someone else can do the detail work and that's it's actually changed my life significantly. So that's, that's what barbecue's done for me.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, it's been a national, uh, just a, it's just been a good crossover for me just, um, as I'm getting older, like <laughs> I'm, uh, I can't move as much and, uh, do as much, but sitting there and, um, I'm not, I'm not on my jobs as much as I'd like to. So this kind of gives me an outlet to, to, you know, for me to make things, you know, as as nice and as pristine, I'd like to. Even though, I mean, yeah, it's a kale box, but I mean, I take a lot of pride in my kale boxes, even you know, and how I present our food. So, um, yeah, it's 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 been good. So, I mean, it, it my my business and my and my craft and my trade throughout my year has kind of helped me uh, with that aspect of barbecue
0: that's cool that's cool we like to talk about successes on these things but i like to talk about failures do you guys have a favorite fail a favorite failure during a competition that sets you up for later success something went wrong that you learned from it eternally
1: (laughs) you know honestly i i think um one of our biggest failures was at a rib burn, not a rib burn, but it's, it's called the winter burn here in Chicago. And, uh, most of the Chicago teams get together and they go cook in February. And we, that particular, we've always done pretty good there. Um, but this particular year we put our ribs on like an hour later. (laughs) So they were, when we pulled them, we were like, Oh crap. They're like hard. They're rubber, you know? So, uh, So I took a, (laughs) I took a, um, a tenderizer (laughs) and I just started pounding them with the tenderizer and, uh, (laughs) we ended up, we got fourth place ribbit, like I have no idea how, but, but that was a huge failure, you know, keeping track of time is we, we, after we done that, we, uh, we keep track of our time pretty, pretty, pretty good right now. So
0: yeah, it only takes one time screw up like that to to really um, <laughs> change your outlook on on how you on how you examine that. You know, I I'm probably like most guys. I've got like 14 alarms in my phone just specifically for barbecue.
1: Yeah, it's uh, Brendan is uh, pretty good at keeping me on task uh, as far as timeline uh, time goes, I and mean, we've we've have it written all out so so we don't miss anything um or in the event he can't make it or he's not there uh, it just helps me because i'm 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 all usually bouncing all over the wall or all over the place you know trying to think i have so many things going through my head um during <laughs> during a barbecue contest that uh, he has to make sure i stay you know it's his biggest job is to keep me on track
0: well that's a good question because like you know what When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, you know, what do you do? Are are there things that you do that you can get yourself back into what you need to be doing?
1: Uh, You know, the biggest thing I do is, and Scotty has just beat this into my head, is keep it simple. So when I start getting overwhelmed or I'm overthinking stuff, I always say kiss to myself. Kiss, 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 you know? Keep it simple, stupid. Like he says, keep it simple, stupid to me. A hundred times, like, you know, at a comp, he's like, keep it simple, stupid, like stop thinking hard, you know, and that's probably the biggest, best advice I get. Cause once I get overwhelmed, like it's, it's really easy for me to get back because then I just start simplifying everything.
0: Wow. That's great advice. It's, you know, I think as barbecue cooks, we sometimes tend to make things a little bit more complex and than they need to be and uh i always say that it's better to take something away than to add something to make your make your food better absolutely let's switch into gear a little bit and what's one of the best or most worthwhile investments that you've made in competition barbecue (sighs)
1: let's see i mean if my first instinct would say my bus because i love my school bus um
0: it is pretty you know, magical.
1: yeah, I mean driving yeah. that school bus and going everywhere with it and and uh like the way we have it set up, I mean it's 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 awesome like it's just it is pretty magical like I absolutely love love my bus but um I think this year with us buying uh, the porch model trailer just due because of my physical limitations now um with my with my knee and my hip. Um, I can't drive the bus, you know, more than a couple hours without absolutely being in, in severe pain. So, you know, buying the dually and then hauling the trailer, uh, everywhere this year has been pretty good investment. Um, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I think having a trailer that fits your needs is really important to pretty much anybody out there cooking right now. Um, you gotta but it's got to be personalized to you i think that's super important and you know like my 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 uh my trailer has 40 inch countertops which seems really high but for me they're perfect for my wife they're not so perfect but (laughs) yeah you know what's
1: funny is uh because we bought david stidham's trailer Um, and he's got 40 inch countertops, like, and Brennan and I aren't the tallest people in the world. (laughs) So, so they're a little tall for us. And I I completely understand, like, it has to be geared towards you. Um, you know, and not everybody can go out and buy a porch trailer. I understand that. Um, but it does make your life a lot. I mean, the comfort level and the, the moving and the motion that you, you know, you, you know, you're taking away. You know, seventy five percent of the steps that I used to take when we drove the bus. So um uh, it's been uh it's been that's it's good. been a good investment. Yeah. So
0: but yeah. for sure
1: you definitely have to personalize it.
0: Absolutely. That those are all expensive things. So what's a purchase of a hundred dollars or less that's most positively impacted your barbecue life?
1: Uh it's gotta be my barbecue bus brisket holder. <laughs> <laughs> that's impacted us. I- a- Yeah, that's impacted that, that alone, that brisket holder alone has impacted our, our product or our brisket uh, so much. Like, uh, I mean, I think we've, I think we've got seven or eight 180s just from using it, you know, and I attribute that holder um, and Brendan's um, key to tenderness. Checking uh is one of the key successes why our brisket is so good.
0: So and I just watched the video about the uh barbecue bus brisket holder, which can be found at the barbecue superstore, I believe. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 45 bucks. I won't intimate whether it's already on the way to me or not, but you know.
1: <laughs> you know what? Next time I see you, I will absolutely bring you one.
0: So <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's and it's a yeah, I watched the video and I was just like, "How? I know I've seen it before, but I've never seen it in action and that's uh, Yeah, that was pretty cool. Do you guys use any other technology in your approach?
1: Not really. Um we, you know, Scotty has taught us basically feel. Like everything is feel, you know. Um you take a dead thermal pen and you don't look at the temperature and you take it and you poke your meat, you know. And He's taught us, and not so much me. Um, my my feeling in my hands aren't all that great just from being freezer burned from Freon over the years and air conditioning systems. But Brendan's got it down really, really good. And he's taught Brendan that feel and what it's supposed to feel like and how it's supposed to go in, how it's supposed to come out um, to a T. So um, we do use one probe. Uh, we'll use a digital probe. And it's really just to kind of give us a gauge on uh, where our brisket at is at a certain time for us to wrap. Other than that, we absolutely use no no technology uh, other than that one digital probe. Everything is feel.
0: That's one good thing about having a really good mentor that is able to to teach you and sh- and show you what that feel is like. I mean, we can talk about that feel until we're blue in the face on podcasts and in articles and stuff, but until you, you know, actually feel it and have somebody look at you and go, that's it. You know, yeah. it's, it's, and it just takes cooking hundreds and hundreds of pieces of meat to really, yeah, it's really... To really
1: know that. Yeah. You know, when we first started, Scotty would, you know, he would, he'd be there right with us. He, and he wouldn't touch it. He wouldn't, he'd be like, you feel it, you, you know, and then he'd be like, and then he would feel it. Then he would ask, you know, well, what do you think? He would never tell us what he thought. He wanted to know what we thought first. And he would say yes or no. That was it. So, um, so yeah, he's, he, you know, feel is really important. And if you can, you know, really get that feel down, I think you'll, I think it it's made us progress to that next level.
0: That's great. So I guess the answer to this question who's your, impacted your life the most in competition <laughs> barbecue would probably be Scotty.
1: <laughs> uh, it's definitely Scotty Johnson for sure yeah, absolutely yep. yeah I mean, obviously you know these last couple of years a lot of people have, but Scotty being the most important, yes.
0: When you hear the word successful in terms of barbecue, who's the first person that comes to mind?
1: Oh, Darren probably uh darren rock uh i was d's for sure like when you think barbecue and you think greatest of all times you think darren like at least i do so uh steve steve hayden obviously is in that class too but i don't know some of the old you know what i mean like uh i don't know some of the older teams and and then you know to even comment on it but the ones that i have you know that are still cooking that i That I really look up to is obviously Darren, Scotty, Steve. Yeah.
0: What was the biggest turning point in your life as a pitmaster?
1: master? Um, I would probably say winning our first GC. You know, there's nothing like there's nothing like winning (laughs) and walking up on stage. You know, where was that? What's that?
0: Where was that?
1: Uh, it was in Warsaw, Indiana. We fought our outlaw from Jay Craig. Um, it, was, it was probably one of the f- top five outlaws that came off his assembly line. And I tell you, I had, I struggled like for a year cooking on it. And uh, Jay, you know, finally, you know, finally, we finally broke through with that first GC in Warsaw, Indiana. And it was, it was, it was awesome. So that, that for sure was, was it.
0: I know that's, it just gets you excited.
1: <laughs> it does, man. Like, there's nothing like walking up and getting, you know, getting your GC. Like, and we love cool trophies, and they had really cool trophies there. So, um, so yeah, that, that's pretty memorable. One, so,
0: oh man, cool trophies, like, they're the best. That's. You know, it's funny because we're, you know, when you're a kid, you love trophies and you become a teenager and you don't care about trophies, just give me money. Then you right. get a job and you become successful. And it's like, all right, give me a cool trophy again.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, like I could care less. I mean, it's nice to win money. I always uh, like to at least break even. But like the tro- the trophies are like when we set our goals, we like we specifically target comps that have the coolest trophies. like. You know, so. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's awesome. We do the same like thing, man. <laughs> no, no, man. And I think that that's one of the things like, you know, if somebody were to have me on my my own podcast right now and ask me, you know, what's, what's wrong with barbecue today? I'd say, man, people need to improve trophies. Like people are starting to go cheap on them. And we need to change that. We need to. Find local artisans and support local businesses and get stuff like that. You know, that's cool. Yeah,
1: like I mean, like the like if you get a piece of paper that says first place brisket, like that's just lame. Like I want a I want to, I want a wood carved pig <laughs> or a cow or, or a watermelon or something. You know what I mean? Like there's something neat
0: something, Yeah. No, I we're a hundred percent in agreement here, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> So, are you guys superstitious at all?
1: Uh, I think I think I am more so than Brendan is. Um, like I definitely have, like I trim my meat certain days. Uh, we go to Walmart, like at every before every comp, and we buy. Because uh, this was so, this is when we won our first GC. This is was our routine. We 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 go we go to uh, Walmart we'd buy banana nut muffins we'd buy one stalk of kale and we kind of we we do that routine every single time we have to go to walmart we have to buy uh muffins we got to buy one one piece of kale we used to buy pretzels like they had these amazing soft pretzels at uh at walmart in warsaw but we can't find them anywhere anywhere else so we just end up buying the frozen ones and throw them in the throw them in the Traeger to warm up before before we compete
0: so that's amazing you have any other habits or rituals that you got to do a contest
1: well you got to have m&ms we got to have peanut and m&ms for sure um and darren always comes over and steals them when he's next to us um he but would. yeah would, <laughs> yeah yeah so uh um so peanut and m&ms probably and just going to walmart is our our two our two top ones we do make breakfast every morning like that's been a ritual we'll buy jimmy dean sausage and then hand out sausage biscuits to teams that are around us so that's that's usually uh, uh kind of a good ritual we do too that we've been doing for the last year
0: that's pretty cool i uh i've been struggling with finding a food-based ritual that i want to engage in because It has to be quick, and it has to be, you know, it has to be something different. And this past weekend, we had 4 o'clock turn-in times on Saturday. So I was up early like I always am, and I decided that I I put two pork tenderloins on the Traeger, cooked them, and I made Cuban sandwiches and handed them out. That might be my thing. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just kind of a routine that we get into because I'll get up at 4. I like to pit. Um, I'll pull the chicken out, pull all the meat out, set it on the counter, and yeah. then I just take a roll of sausage and throw some seasoning on it, throw it in the trigger and then throw the biscuits in later. And then, you know, it just happens to hit, you know, at a time when uh, we're not doing too much, so we just we just cut it up, throw them on the biscuits, and hand them out. So, um, so yeah, and it seems uh people. I mean, there's. I, there's nothing more uh, that I like than just having at least something in the morning to eat, you know, at least a little something, you know? Yeah. So, so uh, um, because normally we, I mean, even if the, the competition has breakfast, it's not till seven o'clock and, uh, I mean, you're up at four. I'm, I don't know what time you get up, but I'm sure it's four, 432 too, Like a bit. Yeah. So, so by five six o'clock I'm like starving. <laughs> so,
0: right, seven o'clock breakfast does no, nobody anything. It's right. a, it's lunch basically. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys listen to music when you cook?
1: Uh, we do actually, um, and most of the teams around us probably hate us. So because we just, I mean, we have to. We got in trouble this year up in uh, bringing home the bacon. Uh, a couple teams complained because we play old school rap music and we blast because i have a croaky machine and i blast it (laughs) so so we we've gotten a lot of people being like turn that shit down turn it down you know (laughs) but um you know being from chicago we like brendan and i both like old school rap music We like uh you know i grew up in the 80s so i grew up listening to uh to house music, you know, uh Chicago house music and cause they had it on the radio here and you know, but I I mean I, I switch, like i listen to A C B C Metallica, like I might my, my range I don't really have a specific, but um, um artists that I particularly like. No, that's you know, cool. But we do play, we do we do just we just blast the rap music, the old school rap music. So if you're never next get- to us and you hear, yeah.
0: You'll never get complaints from old Virginia smoke.
1: Oh, good. That's good.
0: <laughs> oh, we we actually get the same complaints for the same type of music, so <laughs> that's fine.
1: You know, though, yeah, you and your wife are awesome, though, because you guys dance together and stuff. That's that's pretty cool. So.
0: Oh, it's uh, yeah, it's and it's hard when she's not there because sometimes I get the urge and I end up doing shit like I did this weekend, <laughs> but I just need to do something to to get myself to relax so right you know. right but my it's fine.
1: The, yeah my wife's not into the whole barbecue thing she pretty much tolerates me going away every weekend but but uh <laughs> yeah it could be worse i could be doing something else so
0: absolutely is your competition week is it the same every week from from competition to competition
1: um as as far as trimming and trimming injections
0: everything do you do everything the same every time every, every
1: time. time it's the exact same way if i'm not if i'm not prepared when i'm on when i'm at a competition i'm like i'm like the most miserable person in the world like brendan will even tell you if you or if he was here he do not even want to be around me because i'm like this is like if i i don't have everything prepared trimmed um and to my likings, like, I'm like, that's kind of like how I ran my jobs, too, in, in my business. Like, if the stuff wasn't there and it wasn't prepared and done the way I want it to be, I was just complete <laughs> jerk. I'll be nice and say jerk. So, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I uh, I've gotten more and more that way. I have to have, you know, if there's disarray, that means that I haven't done my job right and I get more mad at myself, but I do take it out on others and that's kind of shitty, but
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I get on him, uh, about not making kale boxes on site. Like I th- think kale boxes should be made prior and he just flipped, you know, I just, my wife and I just flipped or we just made eight kale boxes for the weekend. Um, cause I'm not a hundred percent sure he's coming this weekend. And he started a new job. So, um, so i went ahead and made all the kale boxes ahead of time cuz i just i don't when i get there i want to relax i want to enjoy um you know before you know i had some uh, knee and hip problems i would i'd walk around and see people i don't unfortunately don't get around i'm i don't wander too far away from my trailer just because i can't walk that far without without it hurting so um but so if the, if everything's not prepared i'm i'm like I'm I'm absolute terror,
0: monster. <laughs> A monster. That might be the title of the podcast. Yeah. Just monster. <laughs> Just monster. <laughs> How uh, do you guys set goals for yourself before the year starts?
1: Uh yeah, every year actually, we him and I sit down. Like we said, we kind of pick what contests we want to do based on you know what trophies we want to win this year. Um, and then we'll set our goals, see what we did last year. I mean, we kind of crushed our goals this year. I mean, we have one left to do, um, and hopefully we get that done this weekend with brisket. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, we plan our whole year out. Now, this one was a little – we started off really, really strong, so um, we kind of did more than we hated doing. But, um, you know, I got the – blessings (laughs) blessings <laughs> and good. Like, don't expect to do it, comes right. so I <laughs> think it next year
0: so you guys are field cooks how do you relate to gut feelings when you're cooking
1: you know our timeline is so stringent i don't really think we go based on i mean it's kind of funny um our timeline hits the way we have it we have it written written out you know from 4 a.m. until 1.30, like, and it's kind of scary that everything falls into that particular time with time and temperature and, and stuff. So, I mean, I don't know if I could really say we, we go on gut on pretty much anything. I mean, if, if things aren't going well, I have a little better way of handling, you know, I, I handle you know, stuff on the fly a lot lot better than Brendan does because he's so regimented on sticking to our schedule and our timeline and our, you know, our checkpoints. Whereas things are going a little haywire or something, I can can adjust on the fly a little better than he can. So like if our Traeger went out, I don't know if he knew, he would know what to do. (laughs) Like he would just, he'd probably just be like, look, just stare at it and be like, what the hell do I do now? Like, <laughs> now You know, well we had that happen once and I had to fix it, you know. So um it put us a little behind, but we were able to get it back up and running.
0: <laughs> so that's yeah, that's that's important to, especially in maintaining your equipment and making sure that it's operating. I uh I made a mistake this past weekend on Saturday. I couldn't get my pinup up to temp because I had forgot to turn the stack in a head. Uh, Twenty mile an hour breeze blowing right into my stack, and oh. I'm just sitting there going, "Why? There's plenty of fire. This doesn't make any sense at all, you know." And uh, luckily, I was only twelve minutes behind when I figured it out. So <laughs>
1: well, that's not cheap. And you cook on a jambo, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I have it vented out the back porch. So and it's on a turret. I have a piece of pipe in there that I can turn it so it's going with the wind. And uh, I had forgotten that step. <laughs> i was like 200 degrees makes no sense I don't understand right <laughs> so do you guys engage in any psychological warfare with other teams
1: uh you know Brendan's the nice guy like I talk a lot of trash like I grew up talking trash like i played sports and and uh uh and uh, i i just talk a lot of trash like i'll talk about <laughs> getting into kid people's heads you know um sometimes on social media not so much this year because you know he's been on my case about you know he's like dad he's like you can't you can't say that stuff like you can't you know you're not (laughs) supposed to i was like okay that's fine so but yeah we talk we we talk i talk a lot of trash to, to people who actually come by and 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 it's fun. Like Seth uh, from Procrastinators, um, and a lot of the teams down here will talk trash. I talk trash to Parker um, from IBQ and, and Mark from from the Real Smoking Aces, and a lot of guys around here talk trash to each other. So, you know, <laughs> now I can talk trash now because I took I took Michigan Team of the Year and beat them both. So, so I got a little <laughs> bragging case there. But, um, there
0: you go. I think it's fun too. It's. It's, uh, it's fun to engage and mess with people a little bit, but it's all in fun.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you don't overstep your bounds. Like, you know, I've made really good friends with uh, Carrie Chasteen from Hold Your Horses, and we'll go back and forth on Messenger and talk shit. So,
0: so. Oh, he's a good dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Carrie. He's a great guy.
0: So. <laughs> well, Brian, I want to thank you for taking the time. I, we flew through that. Uh, then we still. I still have my favorite questions that I got to ask you, though. Okay. These are the rapid fires. Are you ready?
1: Oh, uh, rapid fire! <laughs> I think so. What do I you don't... see?
0: What do you see about barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you?
1: Uh, misinformation. Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. Like people push, and I don't know if it's intentional or not, but you know, I try to stay off social media cause I feel it's a little toxic sometimes. Um, but I think there's a lot of misinformation. And then if a young cook or somebody wants good information go talk to the, go talk to the experts, go talk to Darren, go talk to Scotty, go talk to you, like go, go approach, you know, some people cause they're more willing to help you,
0: you know? So. Yep. Do you have a favorite pre during or post competition meal?
1: Uh not pre but we always get ice cream with sprinkles after.
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> but we got to win to get sprinkles. We got ice cream but if you don't win you don't get sprinkles.
0: So <laughs> sprinkles are for winners.
1: Sprinkles are for winners. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you have a favorite present that you like to give to people?
1: Uh I would probably say hug. I'm a hugger so I do like to hug people.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I also am a hugger. That's cool. Good.
1: We'll have to hug next time we see each other. We will, a hundred
0: percent. What do you think are the biggest misconceptions about you?
1: Mm. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, if you'd asked my son that, he'd. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I. You know. So my. I mean, I'm. I'm pretty stand. I'm not standoffish. It's just this last year. Like I'm, if people don't think I'm approachable, cause I don't really move too far from my trailer, you know, and that's just because I'm having my knee and my hip replaced in a couple of weeks. So, um, so not being able to, you know, move about and talk to people, maybe they have that misconception that I'm not approachable, but I, I definitely am.
0: Yeah, that's uh. well, congratulations on the Replacements, I think that's because you're gonna feel so much better, dude.
1: Yeah, it's like I said, I need new parts. It's time to put some new parts in me. (laughs) So, all right,
0: if you could have a gigantic billboard, anything with any anywhere with anything on it, getting a message out to millions of people, what would it say and why? Uh, (laughs) This is my favorite one.
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, I've been told this, and I kind of, you know, have repeated this, you know, luck happens when preparation meets opportunity. And I truly believe that, you know, uh, being prepared, a lot of people, you know, uh, being prepared and being, having the opportunity, you know, um, that's when some people say luck may happen, but uh, I I really believe in that same.
0: So that's cool. That's a good one. Well, Brian, thank you for taking some time. Where can people find you online?
1: Uh they can go to the Barbecue Bus Chicago on Facebook. You can find me at the Barbecue Bus Chicago on Instagram. Uh, we're really only on Facebook and Instagram and our products are on our website at thebarbecuebuschicago.com it's just our holders and our boards our cutting boards disposable ones so if people want to or you can go to the barbecue superstore all our stuff is there too
0: So very cool man well thank you very much and I can't wait to see you down the line
1: yes sir I appreciate you uh, having me on it was a pleasure talking to you
0: absolutely Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. We will have another episode for you next week. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster and Old Virginia Smoke Podcast is edited by Chris Zdenka. Pitmaster and Old Virginia Smoke Podcast is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2021. OBS, Old Virginia Smoke.